0: The subject content that we're going to cover today will answer some questions for some of you and will also for others who already, how can we say, know the answer. It will really inspire you to step out in the authority that the Lord has given to you. Let's take our Bibles, turn over today to the little book towards the back of the Bible known as 1 John. There's three little letters. Called epistles first second and third John we want to go to first John this would be chapter 3 and let's go down today and start in verse 5 let's open up with prayer Heavenly Father thank you for your word thank you for your Holy Spirit who quickens it and even gives us a now word something that we need to hear now and so father we thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit revealing the scriptures and making them the bread of life to us. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so let's jump in and devour some of this bread. Praise the Lord. Bread of heaven. Verse 5 says, And you know that he, that's referring to Jesus, was manifested, or in other words, the reason he came, his purpose for coming to the earth was for this to take away our sins. Okay. So it says, and you know that he was manifested to take away our sins. And in him, there is no sin. So one of the primary objectives of the Lord's mission of leaving heaven and coming to earth was to solve the problem that every generation faces All humanity has this same problem which is that of sin what do jesus was manifested to take away our sins that's that's why he came praise the lord to take away our sins now anybody that will put their faith and trust in jesus as receiving him as their lord and savior well the lord will take away your sins and you are saved, and you are exempted from the wrath of God that will come eventually upon those who have rejected christ, and of course, those who have died in their sins unrepentant, they had no they had no fix, no solving of their sin problem, they have perished in their sins. And there's only two locations to go to, two destinations uh, up on death. You're either going up or you're going down. You're either going to heaven to be with the Lord, but the only people that can go to heaven are those that belong to the Lord. And those that do not belong to the Lord, they go into hell. I know there is, uh, you know, liberal, unbiblical teaching out there that says there is no hell. My friends, hell is real. It is absolutely real worse than anything you could ever imagine and remember hell's not the final um frying pan should we say hell is a horrible place where there is a lot of fire but it's not the end place Uh, uh all the sinners and even satan himself and even hell itself will eventually be thrown into the lake of fire that's after every unbeliever every unrepentant sinner goes before the Lord, uh, uh, at what is called the white throne judgment and, uh, no Christian, no saved person will ever be before the Lord at the white throne judgment. That's only for sinners. We have a different judgment in a sense where it's not so much a, a, a judgment. There is a review of our life, of course, and there is a, uh, a, a reward system for the believer but this is not uh you know where we're all lumped in together no the sheep and the goats are totally separated and those who have not uh received Christ and have not received his empowerment and ability to forgive their sins they're lost in their sins eternally separated from god Upon death, they go to hell, and then later, after the judgment, they go to the lake of fire, which burns with fire and brimstone for all eternity. God never designed or wanted man to go there, as that place was actually created for Satan and all of the demons, but man is now going there, man who rejects Christ, Praise the Lord. My friends, the Bible is true. Uh, The Lord has allowed me to see visions of heaven, but he has also allowed me to see visions of hell. And both are very, very real, just as real as the Bible says. Heaven is more beautiful than you could ever imagine. Hell is more awful than you could ever even possibly think. So, my friends, we need to live for the Lord. So, back again to verse 5. And you know that He, Jesus, was manifested to take away our sins, and in Him there is no sin. So, for those of us who have received Christ, we have received the purpose of why He came, which was to take away our sins. That was mission number one, and it has been accomplished in our lives. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's good news. Now let's continue on. Let's go to verse 8 says he who sins is of the devil uh, just a little note to help you as you're reading through the letter of first John uh, you see a lot of talk about sin you have to understand that in context the English language uh, doesn't bring it out the only way that you're going to start to really understand more of what John is saying is read the Amplified Bible which I would highly suggest uh, the NIV actually pulls it out pretty good uh, but you you need to understand that when it's talking about sinning this is sin that's wrong but a believer that just keeps on doing it in other words no John says no believer practices sin now you can be a Christian and have habits and you could have things that aren't right and you're trying to stop and you don't want to do these things but what John's saying is no Christian deliberately just says hey I'm going to keep on sinning Uh, you know doesn't bother me to do it I'm just I I just going to keep on doing everything I did before I supposedly got saved well a person who's like that you'd even have to really question their salvation experience so uh, it says he who sins is of the devil this is a person that would be an unbeliever this is a person that would be unregenerate not saved and so they're just, they're still just practicing sin that's what a sinner would do he who sins or practices sin it's uh, in the greek it in the greek language It's in the continual usage of this being practiced so this is ongoing practicing of sin No saved Christian would want to ever just practice sin. (laughs) No. (laughs) You want to practice righteous living. And you want to do all you can to stop sinning and to be molded more and more into the image of Christ Jesus, who, of course, would be the sinless man. He who practices sin is of the devil. For the devil has sinned from the beginning. Now, verse 8, part B. For this purpose, the Son of God Okay, so we have a dual purpose. We saw the original uh, mission assignment there in verse 5, which is he was manifested to take away our sins. And also verse 8, something very powerful that we need to discuss today. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy... The works of the devil Ooh, wow i like that well let's talk about the word destroy just for a moment because jesus came that's one of the reasons he came to the earth was to destroy the works of the devil now to destroy in the original languages uh, of the greek culture it meant to unloose it to, it meant to remove chains of captivity It also means to untie, to set someone completely free. To destroy also means in the Greek, it means to dissolve, to dissolve anything that would be bound together and to let it go free. It also means to break up. Demolish and destroy. our, our, Our concept of destroy is just rip it apart, tear it all up, and do away with it. That's actually in the mix of that meaning, but we need to also understand that it means to unloose, let free, take the chains, shackles off, and also dissolve these things that would bind people and hold people. So that's what Jesus came to do, was to destroy the works of the devil, to dissolve them, to break them, demolish them, to untie them, to just go around loosing people, getting them free. Praise God. So when Jesus was on the earth, he went about destroying the works of the devil. We see this in many examples throughout the four gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, such as those who were demon-possessed being delivered and set free. That was an example of the Lord destroying Satan's work uh, demon possession is not a work of God. Uh, so Satan, uh, uh, these are Satan's activities. So Jesus is going around not undoing God's works. Jesus was going around undoing unraveling, untying and destroying all the works of the devil. Okay. Uh, you also see Jesus often in the gospels, healing the sick. Well, now today you have some Christians that don't understand quite what the mission of Christ was, because healing was a major part of the Lord's ministry. And so there are some Christians today that actually uh, propose or believe that God puts sickness on people. Well, if Jesus was going around taking sickness off of people, and God actually was the one that originally put it on them, uh, aren't God the Father and Jesus in conflict of works and ideologies? So, uh, that obviously can't be Jesus is going around undoing the works of Satan. And that's why he was going around healing people. Why? Because sickness and disease is, is something that the devil puts on people, not God. This is something that the devil does to people It's something bad. And so Jesus was going around destroying the works of the devil, healing the sick, opening the eyes of the blind, restoring their sight, destroying the works of the devil, uh, seeing those that were lame and paralyzed, destroying that work of the enemy. Now they can get up and walk, uh, destroying the work of the enemy of people that are uh, deaf and also that, that their tongue is dumb. They can't speak. Jesus destroying those satanic and demonic works. Now the people can hear. Now the people can speak properly. So we see clearly that Jesus, when he was on the earth, he went about destroying the works of the of the devil just as it says it here in first John chapter 3 verse 8 so I, I think it's very important for you to understand that the ministry of the Lord Jesus concerning destroying the works of the devil continues today but it continues today through his legal authority on the earth which is what? the church okay so jesus is still doing these works but he's doing it how and through who he's doing it through you and me praise the lord glory to god when the lord wants to do a work in the earth he needs he needs one of his people to do it through Praise the Lord. When Satan wants to do a work in the earth, he needs somebody that's willing to yield to him. In other words, if Satan wants to murder somebody, it's not like Satan can go pick up an axe or a gun and go kill somebody. He's a spirit being. He can't he has to find somebody who's willing to listen to his suggestions and his thoughts and somebody who's willing to yield to crazy ideas like that and then if he finds a yieldable person that he can influence he doesn't even necessarily have to fully possess the person then he's now got somebody who can carry out his works in the earth but the Lord when he wants to do something he has to work through his people don't don't ever forget that you are the hands of God okay now I know God has hands I I I know the Lord has a physical body but when the Lord works he has to work through his body who is his body the church that's you so you in a sense are the Lord's hands you are his eyes his 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 feet his mouthpiece okay so when the Lord wants to do something he has to do it through his people well then we come to this this long, uh, age old question. Why does God, if he's good, allow such evil, horrible things to happen in the earth? Hmm. Why? If God is in control, as some people say that he is, uh, then why doesn't he destroy all these evil doers, all you know it's like a bumper sticker that uh, you know a person had on their car one time the bumper sticker said relax God is in control well you know you you can look at that from the flip side let's say that you're an atheist or an agnostic you're just not sure maybe if there's a God or not and uh, you look at that and you think you, you know you read the Christian's bumper sticker and it says God is in control you think well if God is in control then how come you know You know 12 people got murdered in the city last night if God is in control why is there such an epidemic of pornography why why is there such a problem of sex slavery and sex trafficking of young children that happens in America what what, what, if God's in control you are you saying that God is just okay with it because obviously he's not stopping it right so if God is in control then why are all of these awful things taking place let's talk about that today and see if we can understand it and keeping in mind keep it in mind don't forget this that uh, it's that the purpose of the son of God the purpose of his being manifested was that he might destroy the works of the devil okay so let's go back to the beginning just for a moment. God created the earth. Everything that you see, the mountains, God created the mountains. The Bible clearly tells you that. Uh, God created the heavens. And uh, those that would say the Big Bang Theory and all this all this stuff, look, the Bible's true. Everybody else is wrong. And, you know, it's all going to come out in the mix later. You're going to just find out God was right. God's word is true. And, um, you know, all the, all the skeptics, all the... Whether well, there's Voltaire and all these other people, a- atheist God haters from ages past who've criticized the Bible and got their own ideas for everything. They're all wrong. They're all wrong. God, God's true. God created all of it says he did and he did and nothing else no other e- reason even makes sense all of these supposed brilliant scientists who you know could have a little bit of an IQ that's you know more developed they have more brain capacity whatever perhaps in analytics or mathematics and they think they think they're hot stuff they've got it all figured out compared to god they're so foolish and stupid and so ignorant that even with their high IQs they should actually realize the more brilliant they are, the less they know anybody that could have any, any spark of humility would have to realize that, that there's some type of creator beyond infinite wisdom. Who's done all of this? Nevertheless, my friends, let's go back to the beginning. God created the earth, everything in it, the stars, the heavens, the planets, the galaxies, uh, uh, every beautiful thing God has made, the oceans, everything that swims in the oceans, and all the wonderful animals on the earth, everything flying in the air and so forth. And God created his man, Adam. And God told Adam, Adam, take dominion. Wow. Over the whole planet? Yep. Yep take take dominion now now i know that adam was centrally located in a garden but he said god god told him take care of it run the garden you know and i know there was no sin in the earth it's not like adam's going around pulling weeds there were no weeds but there is the element of uh let's let's you know let's lay this thing out the way we want to you know after all golf courses don't just happen (laughs) right Come on, somebody's got to plan it out. You could, you, I mean, God can give you some great stuff to work with, right? But you still, you still have to, uh, you have to take dominion over it. You have to arrange it, move boulders around and, and do your thing. If you, if you want a road where well, you need to make a road, right? Why would God make the road for you when you can make the road, right? I mean, we can figure this out, cement, asphalt, you know, you know build, build some equipment on and on it goes. Nevertheless, God had his man, Adam. Put Adam over the earth, over the garden, over the earth, and said, "Run it, take dominion over it. What take dominion, rule over it, govern it. It's yours. You're the guy in control. Praise the Lord." And something very interesting we see uh, in Genesis chapter six, verse three. Let's take just a peek at it today. Glory to God. We are having a fun Bible study about why God allows evil things to happen in the earth. Listen to this verse, Genesis 6, verse 3, and the Lord said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever, for he is indeed flesh. Yet his day shall be 120 years. Very interesting. Really what happened with man is God created this beautiful planet and put man in charge over it and basically said, I made it it belongs to me remember psalm 127 the earth is the lord's and the fullness thereof well pastor stephen wait a minute if it's god's i thought you said that god gave it to adam no no god did not give the planet to adam he gave him dominion over the planet in other words in other words he gave man a lease on the earth you know when you lease something Uh, you live there you you can do whatever you want I mean you you there are some rules that come with the lease right but um, but you move in right you take over praise the Lord you put you put your 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 stamp upon it you do it the way that you want but uh, it still belongs to the landlord and when the lease is up okay unless you want to renew it and he allows you to renew it it's up so God gave Adam gave man a lease on this planet for how long? Well, it says, it says 120 years, but most, most rabbis, most theologians and most prophetic scholars believe this is 120 jubilee years. How long is a jubilee year? Well, according to the Bible, it's 50 years. Okay. So 120 times 50 is what? 6,000. God gave man a 6,000-year lease on this planet. Glory to God. Well, we had a problem, and you know the problem. Uh, Adam committed sin. Adam took the legal authority he had as ruler over the planet and turned it over to an outlaw rebel spirit named Satan. Satan. And when Adam turned it over to Satan through sin, now Satan, now Satan begins to run the show and Adam lost his authority. Can you imagine losing the planet over an apple? Okay. So some say it wasn't an apple. Maybe it was a pomegranate. We don't really know what it was. Um, uh, I mean, what does it really matter? Right. Um, whether it was a pickle or a peach, all <laughs> right? But you lose the whole planet over, you know over a pomegranate really Eve was it really that good no of course not so nevertheless uh, somebody else is now running the show because Satan's got the authority 2nd Corinthians 4 4 the Apostle Paul says that Satan is the God of this world not capital G-O-D little G-O-D but he's the God of this world. Well, how did he end up in a position like that? Adam turned the authority over to him. Very, very interesting. Let's talk about the earth lease for a moment. Why? Why does God allow evil things to happen on the earth when it's his earth? Hmm. Okay. In some states, uh, let's talk about Wyoming. Montana. How about Wyoming? There's more animals in Wyoming than there are people. <laughs> hey, maybe that would be a nice place to live if, if you want some, if you want some privacy. Uh, I'm sure it's a beautiful state, but uh, you know, there's just not much there. But here's the thing: you have a lot of people that that own land, large chunks of land, so it's not unusual at all for. Uh, for a a man to own a man or woman to own 3,500 acres, maybe even 10,000 acres. There's actually people in that area of uh, Montana, Wyoming, Idaho. You've got some people there that own land chunks of land that are larger than some countries. Okay. Okay. Very, very interesting. Well, let's say you own 10,000 acres. This is what a lot of them do in those areas. You're the landowner. You own 10,000 acres, uh, but you don't don't need all that land. I mean, that's a lot of land, right? So what a lot of them will do is they'll draw up a contract, and they will lease out a portion of their land, okay? Let's say they want to lease out 5,000 acres, okay? And there's a farmer that can grow crops on that land, okay? So the farmer is, uh, that farmer is willing to lease the land, make a payment to the landowner. okay? And so he's going to get him 5,000 acres, signs the contract. Let's say the lease is for three years, okay? Good. He's got now 5,000 acres that he can work for three years, okay? Now, the land owner he cannot go over to that farmer that he has just leased the land to he can't go over to the farmer and say hey um I just wanted you to know uh we've already signed the contract I but I just wanted you to know I don't want you growing soybeans or corn on this land well the lease owner can say no hold on just a moment I've got a I've got a lease contract I can can grow whatever I want on this land I signed the contract if I want to grow soybeans and corn I can well, the land the owner may say, but yet I, w- I want you to grow tomatoes. Well, the guy's going to say, well, hold, hold on, I've got a lease. I, I know you own the land, but I've got a lease. I can grow whatever I want on this land now, because I've got the contract. And for the next three years, I can do whatever I want. Okay? Now, here's the thing about God. God cannot violate His word. God cannot just jump into the earth system and start doing all kinds of things and, and, and taking over because why? Because Adam was given authority. Adam took the authority, turned it over to the devil. Now, according to the book of Romans, Paul's greatest writing, Paul calls Jesus the second Adam. So the second Adam came and he was tempted oh the devil brought the big guns out on Jesus and during the time of 40 days out in the wilderness towards the end after that 40 days was up and Jesus was extremely hungry the devil launched his attack and you know the devil took down the original Adam he's thinking okay I got another one that that wants to challenge me All right, I'll, I'll take him down the same way but you know what it didn't work on Jesus and the devil was like I don't know what I'm going to do with this guy. And he, uh, you know what? The only thing that he could try to do was kill Jesus. But even that worked against him because through his death, the Lord's death, then there was resurrection and then ascension. And of course the redemption of the human race for those that would put their faith and trust in Christ known as the second Adam who did what, who won it back who won it back so here's the thing there's only two lords and masters in the earth today it's either you're under the authority of satan he's he's your landlord or you're under the authority of jesus and he's your landlord (laughs) there's nobody else there's nobody else it doesn't matter if you're republican or democrat doesn't matter if you're an englishman or american it doesn't matter what your skin color is there's only two masters that are operating in the entire universe it's god or it's satan And one of them is your Lord. And you can't have both of them at the same time. Okay. So if you come over with Jesus, you are no longer under Satan's authority. He no longer can boss you around, control you and dominate you, but he can the unbelievers. Okay. He can the unbelievers. He can the unbelievers. Absolutely. If you see murder in the earth, what's going on? Satan is working if you see horrible things happen, if you see uh, injustice in the criminal system, if you see bribery and things where people that are cheating, getting away with crimes, what's going on? That's the work of Satan. Hmm. Well, how come pastor Stephen, God won't jump in there and do something because Jesus delegated his authority to the church and God has to do it through the body and who's the body you and I praise the Lord now now the good thing don't ever forget this God does have control of the final outcome oh yes the lease is eventually going to run out what if it was only four years from now what if it's 40 the, and and the the accounting system uh, of man's ability to try to track, I, I know the the Hebrew calendar or the year fifty seven eighty nine or you know or whatever you know it is. No, it's not accurate. <laughs> no, it's not accurate. No, not not even it's off a couple hundred years. We are a lot closer to the curtain call than I think some of you have realized. It's time to really wake up the six thousand year lease. Is it's almost complete. Hmm. So God does have control of the final outcome, because when man's lease is expired, God can do whatever He wants. It's His planet. The Earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Hmm. woo, And by the way, there's a quite a few rock solid scriptures that bring out the fullness of this Earth lease such as the parable that Jesus taught about the, the vineyard, the, the, the landowner who had the vineyard, and, and you know, the landowner leaves and he leaves his son uh well he leaves some servants there his son they, they kill the servants uh then the owner sends his own son they kill the son you can read the, the prophetic writing in between the lines uh, but you also see clearly the outline of uh, hey there's a land owner this is a lease going on here Hmm. so th- there's quite a few stories in scripture to back up the earth lease praise god hallelujah so there's going to come a time where the earthly runs out what's going to happen well one of the things that's going to happen is uh something that michael the archangel has been looking forward to for quite some time i'm sure that as each new sun rises on each new day he's probably wondering is the day today that i finally get to grab that traitor satan and throw him in the bottomless pit see Michael is going to grab him out of his heavenly place and is going to grab him and throw him down into a pit for a thousand years seal it so he can't get out can you imagine that a thousand years on the earth now the Lord's going to come and reign from Jerusalem and but a thousand years on the earth with Satan locked up Hmm, it's going to, it's going to be it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. But uh, you know, by then many of us will already have uh crossed over into full salvation, have received the glorification of new bodies. And you know, and, and of course, if you want to come back to the earth and visit during what's called the millennial reign of Christ, you can certainly do that even as a citizen of heaven. You can come down here and check out what's going on. Uh, but uh, there will be a lot of, lot of things to do that you'll have the freedom to choose to do. But yeah, that's what's going to happen when the lease runs out. Michael's going to uh, tie up the devil for a thousand years. Jesus will reign. Uh, then there's going to be just a short season after that where he's let out of the pit. And those who have lived on the earth and who've never known what it's really like to face temptation and make a choice... Of who are they're going to serve uh, they will have that uh, that experience because he'll get out for a short period of time the Bible doesn't tell you exactly how long uh, the devil gets to run around and try to round up an army and cause another war war over in the Middle East but a little secret most of the prophets who have had uh, times with the lord in the throne room and also a lot of the ancient writings at the vatican uh, by some of the mystic saints all point to a consensus that most of us believe it's only a three and a half year period of time okay so it's very very short and uh and and then final wrap up then he's then satan himself is thrown into the lake of fire and we're done with him for eternity. All the demons, every demon that ever ever troubled you, will be thrown into the lake of fire. Hell itself will be thrown into the lake of fire. The false prophet, the beast, the antichrist, they're all going into the lake of fire, and they will burn there for all eternity. Every sinner who rejected Christ and rejected the Lord's salvation will be in there with all of these wicked sinners and wicked people. God has control over the final outcome. But right now, he, the Lord Jesus, has given his authority to the church. Now, this is why the great saint, John Wesley, made this statement. He said, it seems God is limited by our prayer life. He can do nothing for humanity unless someone asks him to do it pastor Stephen why do we get leaders that are corrupt because the church doesn't vote according to biblical standards and if the church sleeps what do you get you get whatever the world serves you so that's why we need to pray that's why we need to be salt and light well pastor Stephen I'm expecting God to jump here and and God just to jump in and do something he can't he can't God, God cannot in a sense just come in here and just start taking over Satan would say hey God that's not fair you can't do that why because when Jesus left the earth he left the earth with his body in other words the apostles they watched him leave he didn't leave his body here and his spirit left no he left with his body now he can appear in a vision to somebody I've had him appear to me in visions before but he has not appeared to me physically because he has not yet come back physically. So he left. And so when he comes back, he, he can do some things. But until now, but until now, God has given that authority to us. And so we are the ones that if something needs to be done, God will do it through the church. That's why Christians need to run for politics. That's why Christians need to start businesses. That's why Christians need to start newspapers and have a media voice. Because if, if the church doesn't do it, then by default, those who serve a different master, who have different ideas, different values, or no values at all, they'll rise up and they'll say, this is the way it is. And sometimes uh, they, can, they can enforce some things that are very, very unpleasant for the church, even persecution upon the church. And after all, if the devil can do it, that's certainly what he'll push it to. Oh, not just a mar- Marxist socialist society, but a society where God is removed, a society where perversion and sin are celebrated, and a society where morality and biblical teaching is scoffed, suppressed, and persecuted. And, you know, you see, you see whole nations that are like that. Now, there are underground churches where the church can be healthy and strong, but nevertheless, you are living in a, a very oppressed Uh, atmosphere so when the church is strong society flourishes by the way if you kill off all the Jews and you kill off all the Christians what's going to be left on the earth when there is no moral code when every man does what's right in his own eyes whether it's a seventy year old man who wants to marry a four year old girl or or a four year old boy and there is no right or wrong, and everybody just does whatever they want because nobody's going to tell us what to do well it's it's horror it's horror, just you know it's just it's insanity it's an expression of hell on earth, and there have been Horrible eruptions of this, genocides, and unspeakable atrocities that have happened on the earth. Why? Because those are things that the devil is doing. But but the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Woo! Ever. Ever, 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 ever. Hallelujah. I don't believe God's done with America. I'm praying for a spiritual awakening for this nation. Mm. See, revival's for the church, but awakening is for the unbelievers. Awakening to their condition of being lost in their sins and needing a Savior. Hallelujah. And I believe that God, through His people, is going to touch nations. See, God can't preach the gospel, we preach the gospel. Angels can't preach the gospel. When's the last time you saw an angel on a street corner, uh, you know, preaching from John chapter three, six, verse 16. You've never seen that in your life and you never will. Angels can't preach the gospel. When the angel appeared to Cornelius, he said, you need to send messengers and go get Peter and Peter will explain the way to you of life. The angel, he couldn't do it. They're not allowed to do it. They're not allowed to do it. That's the church's responsibility. Wow. Glory to God. Again, John Wesley said, it seems God is limited by our prayer life. He can do nothing for humanity unless someone asks him to do it. So my friends, we need to pray. We need to take authority. We need to take dominion. We're not under Satan's authority. We have we have protection, and we're also in a nation where we have the ability to, and I, I know there's still persecution against Christians. There always be. Anytime you try to do something from the for the Lord, it's not like the devil's going to say, "Oh, that's wonderful. Just go ahead." No, it's a threat to his kingdom. But nevertheless, we move forward. Isaiah 54: No weapon ag- formed against you shall prosper. Just go forward in the things of God. And unfortunately, sometimes there can be uh, even times when Christians they are yielding to the influence of the of of the devil himself or evil spirits and they even can persecute their own body members within the church and so we certainly don't want to do that we want to walk in the light of the uh of the word but my friends we need to be busy about fulfilling the great commission preaching the gospel to all the world and discipling nations bringing them up in the nurture and the admonition of the word of god Hallelujah, And this message will be preached to all the earth. And there's, there's nothing that the devil can do to stop it. He'll try, but it's still going to happen. It will be preached into every single, uh, nation and tribe and tongue on the face of the earth. And it says, when that happens, then the end will come. Of course, it doesn't say everybody will receive Christ. It doesn't say everybody will receive the good news, but it's still, nevertheless, it's going to be preached to the whole world. So, internet, television, radio, you know, every format, every platform that we can have. We're going to use it to continue to spread the gospel to uh, all the world. So my friends in the nutshell, that's why you know, bad things happen on earth. It's not because God condones it, it's not because God says, "Well, I, I you know, I am powerless to stop it." It's just that he has given his authority to the church. And so, you know, it's up to us to rise up with his help, with his power, with his grace and anointing and wisdom to do something about the situations that we face in life. Well, uh, Pastor Stephen, I guess that means we have to take responsibility. Yes, that's why this message is not always popular. <laughs> because it means we have a part to play. Praise God. But it is the truth nevertheless. So we can do things about things hallelujah glory to the Lord glory to the Lord and as we pray God will do much he'll do above and beyond even that which we dare ask or imagine or think. praise God hallelujah praise the Lord glory to God let's get ready to take communion I just uh, you know some of these things the, the world's thinking is so crazy you know that if there is a tornado and buildings are ripped apart and people die on, uh, on the newspapers, it'll say an act of God, the insurance claimants, you know, the insurance companies, they'll write down act of God. Well, that's just a total lie. It wasn't an act of God. It was an act of the devil. God's not going around killing people with tornadoes. No, these things are all things that, that happened because of sin in the earth Nature revolting in a sense because of all the sin it's just like uh, what God said in the Old Testament scriptures when he told the Israelites to go in and possess the land he said the inhabitants thereof are so filthy and sinful that the land is ready to vomit them out Mm but no God's not going around killing anybody that's the devil but yet the yet the world will try to blame it on God God didn't have anything to do with it it's the devil Jesus is is going throughout his church working throughout his people to destroy the works of the devil so you are a you are a person who's anointed by the Lord to destroy the works of the devil to get people free to get people delivered and Uh, whether it's physical action where you have to jump in, feed somebody, uh, help people or whatever that case might be, or also pray for people who are in bondage to the devil. And they don't even know it. Pray for people. Praise God. Hallelujah. And it's very important that we pray. I know that we need to do things, but uh, you know, sometimes where it's boots on the ground and hands on, there is definitely a place for that. But my friends, there are some things where people only wake up when you pray and then God gives you an opportunity. There's some people they'll only listen to you if they just flat out hit the wall, or there's like a disaster. Remember 9/11? Suddenly everybody wants to go to church, right? Remember that? Every church in America was packed full, packed full. Why? People were terrified. Terrified. It's like the nation thought, "What well, you know? We're we're about to all get hit with uh, with like a jihad." We're all going to get decapitated. It's just coming. I mean, people were terrified all over. You know, the bombs are going to get dropped. I mean, sinners were in church. Uh, Every church in America was packed full. So, you know, I tell you what, uh, there are people, they'll wake up. They'll wake up. But you know what? We, We shouldn't have to have some kind of crazy disaster. Wake us up. mm 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 Mm. Are you ready to take communion? Please grab your communion. I was uh, driving up the road the other day in my vehicle, and um, I have a beautiful new pickup truck. It's, uh, you know, four by four, and uh, Ford makes a great truck. And, you know, I was driving, and, uh, you know, you feel like you're in a tank in one of these wonderful vehicles, but uh, there was a storm brewing. And as I was driving, not on an interstate, but up one of these uh, side country roads, this storm came in with like a a tornado blast i'm I'm talking like a hunt over probably a hundred mile an hour wind just tore up this street and power lines snapped trees snapped things were blowing all over the place and uh and uh you know, the rain just began to pour and the wind hit with such ferocity that a man on his motorcycle in front of me was completely blown off his motorcycle. I mean, this wind was just phenomenal and it it went through like a freight train. And uh, and even today, it's been a couple of days and all all the electrical companies are out trying to put power lines back up, cutting fallen trees down that have collapsed. And uh, I mean, it, it was fierce storm. And this man's blown over on the side of the road with this motorcycle. I pull over. First of all, I stop all the traffic behind me and give him some coverage to try to pick his bike up. Uh, but his things are broken and shattered on it and stuff like that. And uh, he gets it over to the side of the road. And I, I had to turn completely around. So I go over to an area, turn completely around, pull off the road completely, put it in four by four, pull off the road, pull up to him. The rain's pouring. It's like we're in the middle of a hurricane. I mean, I'm I'm telling you, it's just massive download. I pull down the window and I I say, hey, can I give you some help? Can I give you a ride? And he he looks at me soaked in the rain, wearing all black. He looks at me and says, my life is an absolute complete mess. (laughs) Look, some people until they get knocked down, they're so hard. They never stop to think that God is so close, so willing to help. And I said, I said, listen to me, my friend. I said, the Lord Jesus Christ loves you, but you need to give your life to the Lord. I said, I can tell that you're in a tough situation. And now, uh, you know, your, your motorcycle is broken. He said, yes. He said, the, the clutch is broken. And he said, my life is a mess. Nothing works for me. He said, my whole life is completely fallen apart. And now the only thing that I had that worked, my motorcycle is now broken that now, you know, now what do I do? And I said, I said, your trouble is because you're, you're not serving the Lord. You don't know the Lord. You don't have God in your life. You don't have God's help. But I said, if you'll turn your heart to the Lord Jesus, he'll wash all your sins away. He'll give you a new start and he'll help make things better for you. Things will begin to turn around. See, the Bible says the way of the transgressor is hard. I don't care if you're a billion, a billion dollar transgressor. No, it's not an easy life. No, mm. there's nothing about sin. That's good. Mm-mm. And I just shared the love of God with this person. He, you're talking about 100% focused attention. He listened to everything I said. Now, of course, rain's pouring into my truck because I've got the window down. But, you know, things like that don't really matter. I can dry it up and, and so forth. But the love of God, the love of God was touching his heart. And I said, can I give you a ride? He said, he said, my house is close by. I'll, I'll just push my bike home. I said, okay. I said, you need to have a little talk with the Lord while you're pushing your motorcycle home. And I said, if you will ask Jesus to come into your heart, he will see, not everybody is still open to taking him right at that moment. I tried to lead him to the Lord at that moment, but still wasn't quite ready. But I believe on that walk home, hopefully he had that little talk with the Lord. And hopefully one day I'll get to see him in heaven. But my friends, people need the Lord. Uh, we are in a society that's very brazen against God, but one Calamity one 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 nuclear weapon then all of this all of this sin suddenly it's it's all out the window doesn't matter when the plane's going down mm-mm. It's, suddenly it's not important anymore you need to be living for the Lord hallelujah and I'm not saying a nuclear weapons going off or anything like that that's not what I'm saying but I'm saying my friends we need to live for the Lord be salt and light do all that we can to make a difference in the world to lead people to Jesus hallelujah hallelujah Hallelujah, And the glory of the Lord is getting brighter and brighter upon the church and out there in the world is getting darker and darker sin is getting darker and darker, but the glory of the Lord has arisen up on us. Hallelujah. And you know, when I talked with that man. I told him my story. I said, I, I said, my life used to be a mess. I used to be homeless. I used to have no vehicle. I I had no food. But I said, I gave my life to the Lord. And he has turned my life around. He's turned my life around. And I said, he'll do the same thing for you if you'll only submit your heart to him and give your life to him. Praise God. My friends, that's that's all we're responsible for is just present it to them. Just give it to them. Then it's up to them to choose. What they're going to what they're going to do but I'll say this as for me and my house haha, we're going to serve the Lord praise God I know that's your testimony too are you ready to take communion today because you can do something in your life you have authority you can impact your sphere you might not change a nation but you can you can change your your environment you can make heaven on earth in your environment praise God and we all begin to do that as believers it begins to affect States, cities, nations, and so forth. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You need to pray for your president, and you need to pray for Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu also. Praise God. God's up to something good, but we need to pray. Praise the Lord. We need to pray. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Doesn't matter if you voted for Mr. Trump or not. If you're a Christian, you need to pray for him. You know, years back, I did not vote for Mr. Obama, but I'll tell you before the Lord, I prayed for him all the time. I led prayer groups for him, praying for him. And I didn't even vote for him or agree with his philosophies. But I, I had a responsibility to pray for him and I prayed for his marriage and prayed for his children. Praise the Lord. So you need to pray for President Trump. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for the bread and the grape juice. We consecrate it. This is now the flesh and the blood of Jesus. And Father, we thank you that we're determined to lessen sin in our cities and in our country. We're determined to take a stand for what is true. And we are determined, O God, to hold on to you. Hallelujah! Willing to forsake all if need be, as the early Christians had to. And many were martyred. But, Father, we thank you. We take a stand in you. Like the Apostle Paul said, to live, to live is Christ and to die is Christ. And, Father, we, we just want to be completely sold out to you. So we thank you today. Let us live for you and pray and see amazing amazing change hallelujah as we pray we're going to see some amazing things happen I want to share this um the day before Stephen Hawking the famed scientist uh, died I was praying for him I had no idea why and the Holy Spirit had me praying for him and I told I told the Lord I said I said Lord I don't even know how to pray for this man How, how do I pray for somebody that you know publicly uh denounces your your existence i said i don't even know how to pray for him uh and the lord jesus let the holy spirit help me and i prayed for him having no idea that the next day he would die pastor Stephen, did he get saved I, I don't know i don't know i do think he made certain statements against god i think he was bitter because of his not so much at god bitter at life maybe in a sense blaming God because of his sickness his disease that afflicted his body and I think it it made him say some things that he didn't really mean but I know that there have been countless conversions at the last minute and sometimes of course when you can't speak your heart has to go out to the Lord so I don't know and I I, uh, for you know for what it is I I'm not even curious, you know. I I hope he made it, but I, I, I don't know. But I do know this: that the Holy Spirit the day before had me praying for his salvation. So I, I really do believe that there was a purpose for that. And I, I would have to think I'm not the only one. And I've had this happen to me before, where I get these little assignments. And of course, in a sense, they're not little. Nobody's soul is little. After all, like Christ said, what can, what can a man give in exchange for his soul, right? A billion dollars. What's that compared to your soul that, we, that will either, either spend eternity with God in heaven or eternity in the lake of fire and eternal torment separated from God. What will you give in exchange for that? So yes, the, these, these prayer assignments they're sacred. Yes, I prayed for him. I I I hope he gave his heart to the Lord. I I don't think the Holy Spirit had me praying just because this was just like some kind of random lottery choice. No, no, no. God knew that that day, that next day he's he's his life is will be finished. It's down to the wire. Decision time. No more time to play around, dance around. It's it's now or never. And I've had times like that with other people too. Woo! glory to God I, I, I know I'm not the only one that's in on this but I I have my my things with the Lord where he gives me these assignments praise God what a joy to serve the Lord John Wesley said it seems God is limited by our prayer life and you might as well know that yes he is <laughs> that's true he can do nothing for humanity unless someone asked him to do it Pastor Stephen, we want to see change in our nation. When's God going to change it? Well, when the church starts praying, that's when we'll see the change. See, the church is never going to come into the unity of doctrine. The, the, the Bible doesn't say that. It says the unity of the faith. I can pray with you if you're Baptist, Episcopalian, Pentecostal um, anglican catholic it it doesn't matter as long as jesus christ is your lord we can come together in the unity of the faith and we can pray that souls would be saved and that god would bring people unto himself hallelujah yes we can pray amen and yes we will yes we will hallelujah wow there was an old sinner in the county where we used to live, and our church group got together. We began to pray for that man. This was a man that his, his moonshine, his liquor is sold all over America. He was celebrated for being a rebellion, a rebellious lawless person. It, it really, his notoriety and fame came out of all the time where he broke the law. That's how he became famous and sold his liquor all over the place go into the stores there's was this there liquor and we prayed for that man and prayed for that man and one day they told us that man had gotten saved and was now holding bible studies in his house <laughs> Woo! Woo! oh he's dead now he's dead he's in heaven i believe now i believe he made it in hallelujah but i tell you what if we don't pray there will be people they'll, they'll just go to hell they'll go straight to hell we need to pray we need to pray and we're going to pray more praise god hallelujah and because so many awful things happen let us not blame the lord Let us as a church take responsibility. Know that the enemy is out there. Let's do all we can to put the brakes on evil and to exalt God's work and righteousness. Father, we thank you for the flesh and blood of Jesus. We receive his flesh now. Thank you, Father God, for the great authority, the responsibility that you've given to us. We give you praise. We give you praise. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's receive his body. God has control of the final outcome, but we have control of the present outcome. Hallelujah. This election that happened, uh, uh, you know, sometime back for our president was because the church was crying out, God, please don't let the foundations of morality of this nation be eroded any further. There'll be a collapse and then it's off into the abyss. And i talked with Christian after Christian who same thing just prayed and fasted and just began to cry out, God, have mercy. It all came down to that. God have mercy or else we'll go into an area where um, things begin begin to move into the country in lawlessness where right is now called wrong and wrong is now called right. And so God, God intervened because the church prayed. So now we need to take advantage of uh, what God is doing. Praise God keep on praying keep on praying praise the lord you know i think it's i think it's very interesting that there's a lot of people that don't like president trump they wish he would be removed from office and they never stop to think who's behind president trump it's it's mike pence my goodness if if the, 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 wow! Um, so, so the you know, if if you're a godless person, you don't like Trump. Well, wow! What would you do with Mike Pence, who is a, who, who believes the Bible, who loves God? <laughs> I mean, wow! So, Hallelujah, Amen. We need to pray for our president. Personally, I love President Trump. I I understand just like anybody would that he's not a perfect man because there is no perfect man but I do believe that he's there uh, on divine assignment we need to pray for him and that God wants to bless a nation our, our nation and make it a bright shining light to the world again praise the lord praise god so whether you voted for him or not as a christian you have a responsibility to pray for him praise the lord hallelujah father thank you for the blood of jesus that washes us and cleanses us from all sin we thank you also father that we understand that concerning doctrine and various things that are not uh, essential for salvation we thank you that there's room for play in that but we can all come together in the unity of the faith pray for the salvation of souls and for people to come to christ and for the gospel work of evangelism to continue on at a rapid pace. Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you, Father, also that we're drawing near to the midnight hour by your grace and strength, help us to do all that we can. And may our, our, our lives be ready should we hit that midnight hour and, and time begin to be wrapped up. The Gentile dispensation age be complete. Father, we thank you. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's receive the blood of Jesus. Glory to God. Well, because prayer is so effective and we can see prayer change things that would seem to be unchangeable, let's press into prayer and use our authority that Jesus has delegated to us to pray with great effectiveness and with Divine strategy. Praise God. Thanks for watching today. I'll see you back next time. Bye bye. For more information about the ministry of Apostle Stephen Brooks, visit our website at stephenbrooks.org.